Hello, I'm Terry Simmons, and you're listening to KTBS3's Doc Talk. It's the place to be to hear informative, forward-thinking, solution-based discussions about what contributes to our mental health and overall well-being. You can download a new episode every other Wednesday morning wherever you listen to podcasts. And joining us today is David McMillan. David is a life coach, host of Strategies for Living on Keel Radio, and more, and that's what we're going to get into today. So, David, thanks for being here. Oh, you're welcome, Terry. My pleasure. Well, let's start out. Just tell us. Tell us all about you. Oh, wow. Well, I know, that's a big question. That's a big question, yeah. That. Um, so we're talking about well-being and wellness, and we were just talking before we went on about saying yes to life. Um, where do you want to... Let's talk about first being a life coach. Sure. Okay, you and I have sure. that in common, and I, I don't know about you, but I mean, when, when things come into being years, years ago, um, they come they become very cliche and trite right, really quickly. Right. And so life coach was great all of a sudden everywhere. And then all of a sudden it was like, what does that really mean? Do I really need one? And then people needed to be more specific. So they became health coach or finance coach. Right, right. Uh, so tell me about your life coach experience and why you think it's important. Well, I, I spent 30 years as a licensed, almost 30 years as a licensed counselor, uh, marriage and family therapy, licensed professional counselor. I was supervisor uh, for LPCs. Uh, so I helped a lot of folks in this area become LPCs, and um, I enjoyed every minute of it. Uh, but and and the radio show was an outgrowth of that practice and my previous experience in the broadcast business. Um, so I guess we're going back to you know I'm a Bossier City boy, born and raised, and um, you know probably pretty typical. I graduated Jesuit High School in 1974 and really didn't have a, an idea of definitively, this is what I want to do. And uh, I guess my voice turned a little early. <laughs> um, and so at my last couple of years at Jesuit, when there was some speaking part or an announcer, part, they'd come get me. Mm -hmm. And uh, so after high school, uh, I had a, a job working at the A&P, you're not old enough to remember the A&P. Oh, thank you, but... But I grew I up in an A&P grocery <laughs> store. My father was an A&P manager, where Ralph and Cacuz is now. Oh! That was an A&P. That's the first one that I remember. Wow. So I grew up working in the grocery business. During high school, I had a part-time job, because there were 14 or 15 A&Ps around here. And so I, I had, you know, I had all the work that I could uh, take, and when it... You know, when it when it came time for college, I thought there's got to be an easier way to work myself through college than in the grocery business, and I thought, oh, radio, and uh, I got real lucky because uh, I went and applied. The first uh, radio station in the phone book was KBCL. It was in the Petroleum Tower downtown Shreveport back then. Wow! I put on my little suit and went up there and got lucky and got hired. And the first weekend I'm on the air, 10 o'clock on Sunday night, the, the red phone rings. And I said, oh, my goodness, what have, what have I done? <laughs> and I answered the phone, and the boss said, you're going to college, aren't you? And I said, yes, sir. He said, the 7 to midnight guy just quit. He said, if you want that gig, you can have it. Be there tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. So it just all, one thing flowed into another. I ended up um, uh, being at KVCL until 1976, went to work for Keel as an account executive in 1976. Continued my education. I was going out to LSUS. Um, switched my degree to marketing because I was in a, an account executive at Keele. Ended up becoming sales manager and then general sales manager. 
1983, me and four other people started KVKI here. And so we owned KVKI from 1983 to 1986. I continued to work at KVKI after we sold it uh, as part of the agreement. But I was looking for, okay, what's next? Yeah. What, what am I going to do when I grow up? Yeah. That led me back to graduate school, and I got my master's degree and went into practice in 1991. And, uh, uh, you know, haven't looked back since. 1992, I uh, had the idea to kind of meld my old career and new career, and I came up with the idea of strategies for living. And so I took it, took the idea to Keel, who Keel had just put on Rush Limbaugh. They were still playing music part of the day, but they were transitioning into talk. I took the idea for the show to uh, to Keel, and uh, kind of the rest the rest is history. The rest is history. The general manager at Keel asked me. She said, "I really need product. Do you have a year's worth? Can you be on at least a year?" And I thought. And I said, yeah, I think I've got enough material for at least a year. Uh, of course, now I know that, you know, I'll never run out of material. You know? <laughs> True. Uh, but 30, it's 30 years. We celebrated 30 years on the air in September. So what a ride it's been. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Everything I'm hearing in your story is just saying yes, saying yes. And a lot of times it seems like I'm going to do this to pay the bills while I do this. And some, right. And more times than not, don't you hear that? with people, that side thing turns out to be the real thing. Absolutely. It's really flipped. You know, and I think, Terry, I think we have to, uh, we have to tune in. Yeah. And maybe that's where some of the life coaching comes in. It's a little nuanced. It's a little different from practicing as a mental health counselor because then you're, you're working with diagnosis. You're working with insurance companies. You're working with you know, doctors, and you're working in that realm. In life coaching, you know this, uh, you don't have to worry about diagnosis, you don't have to worry about, uh, you know, you can just deal with the reality of living life. Yeah, there's yeah. Is, there's that freedom to go to the core of what we're Abs really absolutely. not talking about. Absolutely. Not, maybe talking about that, but what really is the underlying reason absolutely. that the person's there and absolutely. needs a little bit of help. And, yeah. and you find that when you're a life coach, you're really just shining a light on what they already know and they already have. Uh, that's exactly right. I mean, you're just basically shining a light. Maybe another metaphor would be you're holding a mirror up is it? Yep. In, a, in a kind Kind. In a kind way, and letting the person come face to face with their own reflection, and then you're there to help. Okay, well, what do you see, and what do you want to be seeing? Yes. You, you see what you see. What do you want to be seeing? Okay, let's talk about how to get there. And I think it's interesting you bring up the mirror. And do you think there's certain time? in the relationship between a life coach and a client to hold up that mirror, it's not right away because chances are they've looked in the mirror and they don't like what they're seeing for some reason. That skewed vision is why they're there in the That's first place. That's a good place. question. I think the very first thing that has to happen is you have to build a relationship. And safety. And safety. Um, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Yes. And so I think the very most, the very first thing, the most important thing about the relationship is just that. It's building the, 
you said the word safety, couldn't agree more. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a matter of we're establishing and holding space. This is a safe place for you to take anything out that you want to take out and yeah. look at. You know, we, we're, we're not simple. We're pretty complex individuals, you know, with our, our, our feelings, our thoughts, our ego self. Uh, all of that can get pretty complicated, um, you know, and, and we probably all need some help dissecting and looking at that. Right, and, and isn't it interesting how we can say like, you're complex, you're not simple, but the answers and life can be very simple. Absolutely. It's, it's very simple. Absolutely. Follow your heart, it, listen to how you're feeling, and then... Absolutely. Yeah. It's simple, and yet, paradoxically, it's not easy no. work. There's nothing, that, you know, there's nothing that can't be explained very simply, and yet, we have to each do the hard work, mm -hmm. you know, to, you know, to know ourselves. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, um, it, 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 so many of us move through life, I think, mm -hmm. and we're strangers to ourselves. Ugh. And that's a tragedy. Yeah. That's a real tragedy to live a life, whatever it is, 70 years, 80 years, 90 years, and be a stranger to yourself. So that's one of the things that I see that life coaching really helps is know yourself. And that's one of the things that I try to do and I've always tried to do on the radio and st with Strategies for Living. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about your radio show. So it's it's different, you know, I'm on uh, Keel, which mm -hmm. is a news news talk station, lots of starting out in the morning with a, with a news block, uh, Mike and McCarty. Yeah. Uh, Mike is uh, well known here <laughs> yes, at, at KTBS. Um, Mike uh, replaced uh, uh, Robert Wright, who was there a long time. Mm -hmm. And so he's got big shoes to fill, but he's a great guy. He's filling them well. He's wonderful, yeah. So um, Keel starts out with that news block and then gets into the politics with, uh, you know, Moon Griffon and then. Uh, you know, all of, of course, for years it was Rush Limbaugh, mm -hmm. and um, uh, you know, uh, Rush Limbaugh changed the face of uh, of, of radio in many, in many ways. Uh, but with strategies for living, uh, you know, I'm like the living section. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm like if 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 all of the you know the news and the talk and the politics and all of that is important. But when I come on every evening at seven o'clock, we call a timeout to all of that. And it's, it's like in the old newspapers we used to read, it's the living section, it's the life <laughs> section. So I focus on healthy living, body, mind, spirit, our relationship. Yeah. And, and so uh, sometimes it's just a discussion. Um, sometimes I'll have a studio guest Many times I have authors that come on and uh, talk about everything from healthy marriages and relationships to dealing with attention deficit disorder and everything you can think of in between. If it falls into body, mind, spirit, or relationship, 
we're doing it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. That's the way Doc Talk is. Like it falls into mental health, overall whole health, well-being. Um, it's a nice break for people to go. It's available. It's not Absolutely. something that you're saying, watch this and be this. It's like, hey, this is available. If you'd like to. If you like yeah, it, here you, it is. Yeah. And yeah. if you hear something useful. And that's what I like about what we do, you and I, and what you do with the radio show and your life coaching and the counseling that you've done. It's, it really is. It's just like, here's a tool. Here's something valuable. If, if it works for you. Right. If it doesn't, no problem. That's exactly it's right. It's working for others. It's out there. It's working. And if you just want to listen how it's working for others and then go on, great. Either way, it's a nice break. We learn life. in a lot of different ways, we? do. Don't we we and do. And so, you know, whatever works for you, we've got it available. I love what you're doing with Doc Talk. Thank you. you Thank you. It. Well, we're thrilled you're here today because this is, this is really meaningful, I think, especially coming out of a pandemic. Um, and I like to remind people, we just came out of a pandemic it instead was, of looking back and saying we went through that. It was a tough time for, all, yeah. for a lot of us, for a lot of people. Yeah. It was a, a time of transition. And yet, you know, maybe we haven't seen the bigger picture yet. I agree. Um, you know, maybe as we move a little further away, uh, and there may be some other stuff happening too that we look back on and say, wow, that was a shift and we needed to move yeah. into that. So I yeah. think, you know, I, maybe I'm just the eternal optimist. Uh, Nothing wrong with that. You know, I'm, I'm always going to see the glass more than, than half full. Yeah. Uh, but I think there's some exciting things coming. Now, that doesn't mean that we might not go through, you know, some more um, times of strife and, sure. you know, stress and yeah. we've got to be ready for that. But that's where the, the beauty and the learning and the strength comes from. Right. You know, not inviting it, but welcoming it. That's okay, right. here I am, whether it's here I am again or here I am going through this, you know, what is it? What What is it that I can come, you know, I think you're right. That we're gonna st if we'll let ourselves, we're going to see a lot of a lot of good, a lot of growth, a lot of different things that can shift us in a new direction. Absolutely. One of my, you know, one of the most important books to come into my life came in when I was still in the broadcast business. Um, and it, it, there's a story behind it. I won't bore you with the details, but it just really jumped out at me uh -huh. and refused to go away. Refused. So I had to read it. I've had the, book is, the book is called The Road Less Travel yes. by Dr. M. Scott Peck. Mm -hmm. um, and the very first sentence of that book caught my attention. Life is difficult. And he goes on to say, this is a great truth, but most of us don't embrace that fact that life is difficult. Most of us take some kind of position like, well, you know, my life is difficult, but Terry, if I just had Terry's situation, man, that would be great. But he goes on to say, you know, life is difficult for all. Mm -hmm. Once we really understand that truth, that life is difficult, we can transcend it. Once we embrace it, we can actually transcend it. And that, that's the key. That's the key. That's the key. It's what do you do with yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. And, and we, you know, words are so powerful. Yes. And yes. it's what someone, what one person calls difficult is a total different meaning for difficult for another person. But let me tell you something, Terry. Yes, I totally agree with you. Words, words are so important. But I'll tell you what a lot of us ignore. 
We ignore the words that we say to. We're conscious of the words we say to somebody else. But here's the fact. Here's the fact. I spend the majority of my day talking to me. Absolutely. Because we have an ongoing conversation in our minds that flows all the time. You know this as a life coach. I know this as a life coach, as a counselor. Um, people aren't kind and compassionate to themselves. They're not impeccable with their word. And, you know, yes, it's important to be impeccable with your word that you say to other people. But it's more important, most important, to be impeccable with your word, the words that you say to yourself. If we begin there, we can really solve a great deal of problems that are likely currently in the world and will unfold and come. There's an old proverb that says, if everybody sweeps in front of their own house, the whole street becomes clean. That's what we got to start doing. <laughs> we got to start sweeping in front of our own house. We've got to start really focusing on that internal dialogue and yeah. the words we say to ourselves. That was exactly where I was going. Exactly, you could, I couldn't have said it better. It's, I agree so much. The words are so important. And if we can reframe, like if someone says difficult, that's their definition of difficult, and say, when you say difficult, I hear this. So tell yourself in your mind what difficult means to you. Talk to yourself first, and every morning get out ahead of it. Absolutely. It is, because when your, your words are so powerful inside, then the words that you say to others are going to be more meaningful too. If you get right with what you're hearing, then what you're saying is going to be more impeccable. Absolutely. Uh, I mentioned The Road Less Travel. That was a, an important book for me uh, in the 80s. A more recent important book is a little book uh, called uh, The Four Agreements. Which is where you got your words and Which is where I, where I got, yeah. and, I, and I wanted to credit because I used to be impeccable with your word. That's one of Don Miguel Ruiz's four agreements. Absolutely. Uh, the other one, be impeccable with your word is one. Mm -hmm. Always do your best is one. Never make assumptions and uh, don't take anything don't personally. Don't take anything personally. Don't take anything personally. Yeah. Now, those are so simple. They are. And yet, I mean, it's kind of like what we were talking about a moment ago. Those are so simple. And yet, paradoxically, they are not, they're hard to live. Mm -hmm. You have to really focus on, beginning with self, you've got to really focus on but those four agreements. But if you, if you live those four agreements, you really do clean in front of your house. You really do sweep in front of your house. And you've got to let that be enough. Yes. Sweep in front of your own house. And I know we keep saying things are hard, things are difficult, but I like to add is it doesn't have to be for ourselves. No, no, no. So if you get out ahead of it and you go ahead and, and those will create habits. Right. And don't pull them out just when you need them. If someone at work is giving you a hard time, so don't take it personally, stay, you know, keep my words impeccable. But every day practice the way you want to live your life, the what you want back at yourself. Create it, those habits. If you dove into any one of those four agreements, they can change your life. Yes. For instance, we talked about being impeccable with your word. If we if we focus on don't take anything personal, and I know this is this is hard, but to, to you know, of course it's personal. Well, no, it's really not. It's really not. Nothing <laughs> is personal. If someone does something that I take as an insult, that really is about them. I, if if I take it personally, then I'm 
I'm really not turning the other cheek. I'm letting them kind of get inside. Yeah. And really nothing is personal. It's all really about that, you know, each person on their own. Yeah. yeah. And and kind of, I like to just let it go over my head. Be that one, it just goes over my head. Well, I didn't take it personally. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and say, well, what I, but it was, well, I didn't take it personally, so I'm going to be happier in this moment. So it's going to die off. Absolutely. Whatever they had a problem, they meant, may have meant it right at me or said something as soon as I turned around and someone tells me, right. well, I, I didn't take it personally. Right. I'm not saying they didn't mean it personally. I'm not taking it that I way. I don't have to take I, it. Yeah. A, Doesn't I'm matter how on. they meant it. That's on yeah. them. That's their deal. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going on. Exactly. Because what I'm going to focus on is what, I, what is lifting me up. Absolutely. The people who do lift me up. Absolutely. Uh, so I've, I don't. I don't have time for that. There's no room for that. And right. I love you anyway. Yep. And the, there just you go. Come from love and not fear, not anger, no blame. It's just like oh, okay. Cor- you're throwing a little course in miracle stuff in there. Ah, I know. I saw that you like that. You betcha. You betcha. Yeah. Really, there's only two things: love and fear. That's right. And you know, you okay? Which one am I coming out of? Because yeah. everybody's always come, and that 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 ties into why not to take anything personally. Yes. Because everything is either a message of love or it's a cry for love. That's what fear is. Yeah. 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 It really is. And we can, and, and you know, that, that's applicable on a person-to-person basis. It's also applicable, you know, in the world. Yes. We can see it among nation-to-nation, group-to-group, mm-hmm. um, group, mm-hmm. you know. We have a lot of divisiveness Mm-hmm. Uh, that we're dealing with in our own community, in our own state, in our own nation right now. Mm-hmm. And that's really what's going on, yeah. you know, yeah. mm-hmm. when you really boil it down. It really is. Yeah. And compassion is such a powerful word. Yeah. And we sometimes, if it helps someone, you can have compassion for someone who is doing something that you just cannot fathom, cannot agree. Have compassion for the person. It doesn't mean you forgive or give permission for their actions. You don't right. have to forgive. You don't have right. compassion for the actions. Right. But for the person, I mean, sometimes it's like, what happened to right. that person right. to make them treat me the way they did that morning or do right. something to someone else. And in right. the news, you know, I have to do that. If I'm going to say those words and report the stories oh, every sure. morning, I have to get out ahead of it before I even walk out the door to feel compassion for everyone who was done unto and the people who did whatever happened. It's, Absolutely. I don't, we don't know. Absolutely. Um, and, and, and that kind of goes out into the world that what we're seeing right now, just overall compassion yes. for the world because that's where we want to live. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And you mentioned the, the word forgiveness. I mean, there was a teacher that showed up a couple of thousand years ago and, you know, got asked about, well, how forgiveness, you know, went around talking about forgiveness, forgiveness, forgiveness. You know, how many times do we forgive? Uh, seven times? Seventy times? No. Seven times, seventy times. And the, the number seven is about infinity. Yes. And so what was really being said there, what was really being taught there, is where you forgive infinity times infinity times 10. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. (laughs) That's a lot. That's a lot. But really, it's the only way to live. Mm -hmm. Whether you're living in a a marriage, in a family, uh, whether you're living in a community, we have to be able to forgive. I, I talk about forgiveness being like a bath or a shower, you know? Yes. Um, if you don't bathe or shower, you know, for two or three days, the inevitable is going to happen. The same thing with forgiveness. It's like a, 
it's it's like a shower. Yeah. We need to be forgiving all the time. And it's not about the other person, it's about keeping ourselves clean. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's why it makes so much sense. It does make sense. Yeah. And and that image of water. Water is so yes. cleansing no matter cleansing what. Water washing. will is forgiving and cleansing. And a lot of times I know I've asked people too, if you're if you're in a situation, go go wash your hands. This yeah. is the thing of washing and watching it all go down the drain and the feeling of water. Water is so healing. And I, you know, I made a, a pact with myself a long time ago. I am never going to forgive anybody ever again, because I'm never going to blame anybody ever again. There you go. I'm not blaming anybody, so I don't ever have it's to like, forgive. I don't have hey, to practice forgiveness. I'm go. just not going to blame anybody for anything. Yeah. I'm not going to go there. Yeah. And it's so freeing to be to just really not judge, not have any comparison. Absolutely. Uh, no blame. Absolutely. Just uh, it is what it is. You know, and back to the self a moment um, again. So many times we can forgive others easier than we are able to forgive ourselves. I and again, back to it, it needs to begin with myself yeah. um, because I'm here and I'm experiencing, <laughs> you know, me. So I need to have compassion for me. I need to forgive me and move forward. Yeah. yeah. And when you do, you, you, if you found in, in talking to people in, in yourself, I can tell, but when you forgive yourself and you start from that place, you shine this light. Yes. You just, you're so open for everything. And, and that's the light that you're sharing where people may not even see you, but they're going to see that light. They're going to see that and they're going to feel it in themselves. They're not going to be able to identify it maybe, but right. it's just that. But they're going to feel it. You they're just gonna feel you, it. They're going to feel it. And then, the, you know, we respond to feelings. Yes. We've all had the, you know, we've all had the experience of walking into a room where something is not going real well. Yeah. You know, in the old expression of, oh, well, you could cut the tension with a knife in there. Yeah. We know that feeling. Mm -hmm. And so, again, it's not complicated. It's not hard. We need to work on that within ourselves. And then we take and spread that wherever we go. Yeah. yeah. It's a lovely practice to walk into a room, to further that example, to walk in and the tension, and instead of going, is it me, or gosh, I just walk in on something, and walk in and go, right. you know, what if everything's great in here? Right. What if, what if, you know, everything is really good? What right. if I'm feeling intense happiness? What if, and what if this has nothing to do with me? I'm just going to go over here. Yep. You know, but I'm not going to take any of it with me. Yes. And that's the thing that we have to remember. Yes. We don't have to take it with us. Most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. Do you have any other books that you can uh, recommend oh, gosh. for people? Oh, Lord. You know, <laughs> having, having done strategies for 30 years, I've had so many wonderful life strategies. Don Miguel Ruiz was a life strategist. Yes. On, on strategies for a living. Dr. Wayne Dyer. Oh, yes. Uh, was on strategies. Of course, he's, he's left us now. Unfortunately, but he's but, left us so much. But he's left us so much in <laughs> yeah. terms of his books. But I was lucky; I interviewed him, I think, three different times. You did on strategies. Wow. Um, Neil Donald Walsh. Yes. Conversations, Conversations. with God. Um, so there's there's a, there's a number of books for me that are very me meaningful. Too. But the the road less traveled, the the four agreements, conversation with God, and we mentioned earlier, real quickly, a course in miracles. Yes. Uh, which, you know, people misunderstand what A Course in Miracles is. Yeah. Uh, it's really about engaging our own thought process, our own mind. Yeah. That's what it's really about. Yeah. It's not a religion. It's mm -hmm. not, you know, it's, it's not something you, you're never going to see 
a creed, a code, or a cult spring up around right. A Course in Miracles because it really is an individualized thought process. But I think those books, that mm -hmm. those those handful of books would be the ones that I would point people to okay. to begin with. That's delightful. Mm -hmm. And I, I know those books and the thread through them is a lot of what we're talking about, especially Course in Miracles and anything with Wayne Dyer or any of the ones we mentioned, they really just help you unlock and, and un, unhinge yourself from the beliefs that are blocking you and, and to identify some beliefs you know, yeah. that maybe you can soften that will open up your world. Back to that mirror we mm. were talking about. Yeah. Each one of those books that we just mentioned are kind of like a mirror yeah. that we can hold up and we can read and it reflects back to us, okay, well this is what I'm reading and let me, let me, you know, let me look at that <laughs> with, within the context of my life. And it's like yeah. a mirror and we need that. Yeah. We need to be able to make those adjustments of, you know, why do we, why do we look in the mirror? Oh, well, I got that, I got this piece of hair out of place. I need to, you know, I need to put it back into mm -hmm. place. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it nice to look in the mirror and go, oh, that, that hair's out of place. I'm going to leave it. <laughs> exactly. I like that it. Looks, that looks cool <laughs> today. Yeah. yeah. Today. Today. Today I'm going to yeah. leave it. Yeah. yeah. David, thank you so much for being here. Terry, it's my pleasure, and uh, I hope you will come on Strategies for Living, and, and uh, let's, let's do the same thing uh, on the radio. Uh, Strategies is on Keel uh, every night, Monday through Friday, uh, 7 p.m. to 8 p.m., Sunday mornings between 9 and 10. Okay, I'd love to if you'll come back with us again sometime. Definitely. Just ask me, and I'll be here. Okay, sounds good. And for everyone, thanks for joining us. You can download a new episode of these discussions every other Wednesday morning wherever you listen to podcasts, and we'll meet you right here next time on Doc Talk.